solo mente. You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Locked On Texans and Jaguars. We finally got together for our annual crossover. It's biannual because we do it twice a year, our biannual crossover here. I welcome in my boys, uh, John Hickman and my boy Locked On Tone. What's going on, fella? What's going on, man? Happy to, happy to be talking football. 22 <laughs> weeks in a row where we talking football from college to NFL, so... To all you ladies out there, you got to understand what we are finally happy to be a part of. Are y'all really happy to talk to John? You, you really happy to talk to me, man? Are you happy to talk I, to I'm me? Not, I'm not. I thought for a second I was going to come on here and gloat, but uh, Texans made a couple questionable roster moves that had me Texan tone, uh, just giving my apology for all the foolishness that I was talking during OTAs, during training camp. I'm, I'm not excited. I, I'm not excited. Man, you don't have to uh you don't have to apologize to me, man. You know, it's all gravy. You know, we're gonna see what it does on Sunday. Let me let me let you know about this though. It's not too late to listen to the ultimate season preview 2021 for previews of every team and every division from our local experts and Odyssey's NFL experts. Search ultimate season preview 2021 today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Great show. We were all on that show. We, we put a lot of work into that. So now we can get to the business at hand. I hear that uh, it's quiet on our front. I don't know what's going on there with you guys, but it's pretty quiet on our front. The Jaguars, all they did today was name team captains. They named team captains, and uh, I'm pretty excited about the fact that it's probably who you thought it was going to be. Uh, no noise has been made uh, other than that, but – I hear there's rumblings in Houston, and that's probably why my man started apologizing to me. So tell everybody here what, what happened today in Houston that's going to affect the game on Sunday. Well, well. honestly, uh, if you don't mind, Cody, I got it. Um, one thing that happened today is that really affect the game on Sunday, but Bradley Roby will be going to New Orleans. Now, he couldn't play week one due to uh, serving the rest of his suspension, but he's going now that may possibly affect the game is Danny Amendola, uh, who Houston signed on Tuesday night. So between those two news, part of news for Houston, uh, right now the Texan Twitter streets is not safe for nobody. Everybody is uh, up in arms. Uh, is is very is very unpleasing to you know the average Texan fan. I will say that I think we need to take our step take a step out of our feelings very quickly and think about who we have here uh, as our DC. Now we have Levy Smith who likes to run that Tampa two defense. We do not have a corner that excels in man coverage, but if there was a cornerback that didn't excel at all, it would have been Bradley Roby. He's more of a man cover, uh, cover type of cornerback. Him and zone don't go hand in hand. And so, um, where the, while the move saves Houston nine point two million dollars, which is good, you get a cornerback in Jimmy Moreland who can play that zone coverage a little bit better than what we saw Bradley Roby be able to do. Take your feelings out of it, even though he 
probably the best talent on the in that secondary. It was a good move defensively and schematically. You think so? Um, because what I'm trying to do is really uh, figure out why this late in camp. Well, you, you got to take a look at it from a standpoint, and I actually had an opportunity to ask David Cully this. Like, was Bradley Roby the only veteran player that you guys are shopping around? And he said that at this very moment, the Texans are not actively shopping people around. But what he did tell me and the rest of the reporters was that if a team calls and say they would like to um, explore the, the trade market for this particular um, player, if the trade makes sense for the Houston Texans, i.e. in Nick Casario's case, building this team in, in his image, that means um, getting rid of bad contracts. Um, that, that also means trying to get as many draft capital as possible because we all know, given everything that's going on with Deshaun Watson, the Texans, their top priority is not to win games. I'm sorry, Will, you did tell me that earlier. But their pro- top priority <laughs> is not to win games. Their top priority is try to build this team for the future and not go through a long rebuild where you look up and say in the next seven years, we made the playoffs since 2019. No, they're trying to get this ship started right now. So that is what went on behind the scenes with the Bradley Roby trade. And when you take a look at the New Orleans Saints, they are in need of a cornerback. And... I'm pretty sure the Saints called up the Texans. Hey, what would it take for us to get our hands on Brad Roby, who is by far our top corner? But if you bring him on to the Saints, he could possibly be um, their second best corner. It would actually help their defense as well. But you take a look at that standpoint. I'm very interested to see what did the Texans get back in this trade? Because at the time of this recording, it's been a whole, what, 12 hours since the news broke. We still do not know what the Texans got back in this trade. But when you take a look at the fact, knowing that Nick Casario is not wasting any time hitting the reset button, hitting the rebuild, he wants to build this team in his image. Plus, I'm pretty sure that the Saints probably probably did give the Texans a good package in returns to get the hand on Roby because, like I mentioned, they was desperate for a corner. It kind of makes sense. Yeah, it seems like it makes sense. i tell you what. I thought Bradley Roby would be playing Jacksonville on Sunday. Instead, he's playing in Jacksonville on Sunday while Jacksonville's players are actually in Houston. No, he's not going to be ja- playing because he's still serving that one-game suspension. For oh, okay. That he got last, okay. Last okay. But he'll be on the sidelines. Uh, I guess he'll be with the team as the Saints come here. Instead of playing at home, they're going to be hosting the Packers. But uh, kind of a weird scenario. I, I, I really did think that uh, – I thought you guys were going to be set because you were blowing so much smoke at me talking about how y'all was going to beat Jacksonville. And now you just, you just as humble as you can be, man. I'm going to tell you, you know what, man, I ain't never seen somebody so humble. You know what you remind me of? I saw a gazelle. I saw a gazelle get lost. And all of a sudden it was around a whole bunch of lions on the animal planet. And, and, and what it was one female lion. She just protected the, the gazelle and wouldn't let anybody eat the gazelle until the gazelle got fat enough to, to feed all of them, and then they devoured her. That's what I'm going to do to you in the rest of this oh, show today, man. because now you're trying to be all humble with me, and you were going, I, I, I came on there huffing. There ain't nothing like coming up here huffing, ready to fight, and now you want to be nice, man, but it's all good, man. Y'all my brothers from another mother. Here's what we're going to do, though. I do have Real a quick cool. question, Wig. If you don't mind, Cam Robinson is back. He's expected to play – on Sunday, right? Right. 
how confident are you in that ankle in that whole situation with Cam Robinson and his ankle? How confident are you going into uh, week one, really for the entire season, in Cam Robinson? I'm as comfortable as I, I can possibly be. I, I thought they needed to address the line for two straight years. They didn't. The past administration or this administration, they they feel like it was their strength. So they they in the last two years, they've added two players, one in the second round and one in the fourth round, because I guess they thought they were okay. I disagree with them, but there's no need, no need for me to argue about it because it's their decision. So they're comfortable with the guys. And I know uh, before we uh, started, you asked me if I wanted Larry Matosa. I said if he'll play uh, right tackle because Cam Robinson has never in his life played anything other than left tackle, and they franchise tagged him. So that means to tell me that they're pretty comfortable with him. We're going to talk about the Jaguars offense and Houston offense in segment two and then both defenses to get ready for this crossover in uh, segment three. And we'll do it in just a second. We have some messages for you from Locked On Jaguars and Locked On Texans. Attention gamblers of all shapes and sizes. Our friends at Manscaped have a can't-miss bet for you today. The leaders in male grooming just launched their fourth-generation performance package. The betting odds are in your favor, and when you use the lawnmower 4.0 across the board, this is a package that get you in the mood for whatever your gambling heart desires. Ready to take a leap to male grooming royalty? Two million men have already joined Manscaped. The movement by going to Manscaped by by going to Manscaped for 20% off and free shipping with the code locked on. That is free shipping with the code locked on. And we are back, ladies and gentlemen, with this locked on Jaguars and locked on Texans crossover edition as we head closer to week one of the regular season now as wig alluded to we are going to talk about the texans offense and the jaguars offense and guys listeners look at this very moment i honestly don't know what to make of the houston texans offense we have tyrod taylor as our starting quarterback but it seems like he's going to be entering this first game um with not a lot of weapons if you guys don't know, the Houston Texans did name their 53-man roster, and at the time, they did have only five wide receivers and five running backs. This is going to be a very run-heavy offense. Uh, but the only positive I would say entering this first game against Jacksonville is the fact that Anthony Miller, a guy that I've been high on, John has been high on, a lot of people has been high on because we saw the potential there in Chicago, but it never seemed like he had a fair opportunity there. With the departure of Kiki QT, Anthony Miller has a great opportunity to showcase what he can do out here on the football field. The only issue is Anthony Miller did get hurt in the preseason opener against the Green Bay Packers. He sustained a slightly separated shoulder, but he's been at practice on Monday and on yesterday. And when the Texans released their injury report, he was not on there. So it seems. He may be good to go. I did not have an opportunity to ask David Cully whether or not Miller is good to go, but judging by the injury report, that might be one of, if not the only positive, that you, that the Texans fans can look forward to as we head closer to the season opener. I'm going to go with a, a positive and a negative. A positive, Laramie Tunsil, who got off the COVID list. He's back in that star lineup. He will be expected to play in week one. A negative – Charlie Heck, who is on the COVID list, will not play come week one. And I look at a Jacksonville Jaguar defense that's so young, talented, strong. 
by Speedy Quick in that front four defensively, and that worries me a lot. That really does. Now, when we look across the entire league, you got the 49ers. They have a good young defense in their front four. Uh, we know about uh, San Francisco. They have a very good young defense. We look at their front four players. Jacksonville is right up there with some of the teams that that have those front fours that can get to you at times without sending an extra man. That really does worry me. And, and I think overall, Jacksonville does check off a lot of boxes that Houston may not. But I thought offensive line with Charlie Hicks starting, that was one of those where you can kind of check it off for who may win at different moments of the game. Now, Jacksonville clear-cut favorite to win that battle, which will affect what I think can possibly be with this Houston offense with those five running backs because we have five running backs on this roster. I got an answer for you uh, when we talk defense in the next segment uh, for what we'll look for. They're running a Baltimore 3-4 now. With uh, They're going to have some four-man fronts in the nickel. Uh, but uh, just think about the Ravens and the way that they play uh, with all of those different guys standing up. They made a, a real big effort to stop the run. First, I'm going to tell you what to look forward with the Jaguars offense. Uh, a friend of yoga, you guys, Duke Johnson, is on the practice squad, so he's not playing yet, but I think they did that just to get him up to stuff to kind of make up for some pass catching uh, that they lost when they lost Travis Etienne for the season. You're going to get a heavy dose of James Robinson uh, and Carlos Hyde with a lot of play action. Urban says they're not going to design runs for the number one overall pick, but he's – his legs will be involved. I anticipate a lot of bootlegs. Uh, I anticipate him going down the field a lot because DJ Chart will be back. He missed all the preseason with a broken hand, but he's back practicing. Marvin Jones Jr. is obviously the guy who may get the most looks because he's a veteran who's going to be sort of the outlet, if you will, for Trevor Lawrence. The offensive line hasn't played together all preseason, so they've struggled at times. However, in the third preseason game, they did look a lot better against Dallas, even though they were playing against Dallas's backups. But before that, they were playing against the backups from other teams and they were struggling. So uh, getting everybody back for the last two weeks without the quote-unquote quarterback competition, they've really had an opportunity to uh, develop an identity and build a playbook around the strengths of uh, Trevor Lawrence, which is a lot. So I think this is going to be a game where Trevor actually throws it a lot if they can protect him. Uh, I wouldn't be I would be surprised if they start running and then they use play action, really open the passing game up for about two and a two and a half quarters. And if they're successful in score points, then turn around and go back to the run and, and feed guys like James Robinson and, and of course, Carlos Hyde uh, to try to seal the game. That's uh, sort of the formula that I think is going to happen. But uh, it's going to be it's going to be super, super interesting uh, to figure out the identity of both teams since these are two new staff. So. Uh, I want to talk about the defense. I really do want to talk about the defense. And Can I, uh, can I ask you a quick sure, question? Sure. Why does it seem like James Robinson has been lost in the mix this offseason? The I, guy I, just had a, a generational type of year last year with rookie year, and they go out and draft uh, Travis Etienne, of course, Sunshine, Urban Meyer. It seems like the one bright spot from last year has been dimmed a little bit. And, uh, yo, this guy can really, you know, kind of make or break this offense a little bit, I think so, with his talent. Well, when you think about James Robinson, just think about it. Coming in the last season, nobody knew who he was. So the fact that he isn't getting that treatment, it don't affect him one bit because nobody knew who he was anyway. And uh, he had to come, he came in and unseated Leonard Fournette, 
and uh, he was able to do his thing. I think the lack of emphasis on one runner is Urban's college background, where you usually have a running back room, and you're probably going to use four of those dudes. And the league has sort of over the years, outside of Derrick Henry and a few other guys, the league has kind of gone to that two-back set where uh, you, you have, uh, for instance, look in our own division uh, with Naheem Hines and Jonathan Taylor. So you have like this two-headed monster. And, and with the Saints who will play here, over the years you've had Alvin Kamara and somebody else or somebody else in Kamara before he was even a starter. And when you look around the league, you see these this two-headed monster. In Tampa, who won the Super Bowl, you saw three people, right? The Chiefs had a dude who had 100 yards in the Super Bowl and was a hero, and they went and drafted Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. This is what teams are doing around the league. So I really think the nature of James Robinson and his personality, where he just comes in and he kind of keeps his head down. I told somebody last year he had the personality of Walter Payton, and that's just what he does. He just comes in, he works hard. You almost can't see what makes him so good until they start playing, and then he'll do something, and you'll go, wow, he's really, really good. So that's just the kind of player he is, and it's, and it's really his personality. You combine that with Urban's background, they don't really have to feed his ego because it doesn't have one. I hope that answers your question. Hmm. But listen, that that just – if we can talk football, that shed a little bit about what kind of makes him who he is. Like you said, he came out of nowhere, burst on the scene. Even when they go draft for a running back, won a national championship. Everybody knows their name in the first round. Um, and then he goes down, unfortunately. I, I really wanted to see Travis Etienne on the field this year. But even Robinson was going to start regardless. Etienne was right. here for he was here for explosiveness. He was here because and the I Jaguars can't. were almost last in the league of big chunk plays. So he was here to probably touch the ball four or five times in the running game and four or five times in the passing game, maybe eight, nine, ten touches a game. Unless he, you know, of course, anytime you, a guy gets hot, you're going to keep giving it to him. But I always look at it like this: James Robinson was always meant to open the game. And always meant to close it if they win. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And that's all I'm saying. Like, even with you bringing all that in, you kind of look at him like, did they forget about you? They forgot about you last year and look at the type of year you had. So, this right. is a perfect player for tra- uh, Trevor's Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence to get, you know, a customer league. You can hand the ball off to him. He can make plays, make your job a whole lot easier. Absolutely. And you know what else he does very well? Pass protect. And when you can pass protect for, uh, and Travis Etienne was probably going out in into the formation. But when you can pass protect for a young rookie quarterback who has legs and just buy him that extra time that he needs to get the ball off, it's always going to help. We're going to step aside real quick, and uh, I'm going to give you a couple of these live reads. I'm going to give you a couple of sponsors. And then when we come back, we're going to talk defense. Let's talk defense. And this is going to be fun because both teams are making switches with how they play this year. I'm going to let you know about Bet Online. Bet Online is the best place for all of you guys to go and make your bets on the games this season. It's the start of the season now, come this Sunday for us. But on Thursday, there's a big game, and I got something to tell you about that. You need to head to the website to use your mobile device to sign up today to receive a 100% welcome bonus on your mobile device or your laptop. Now, be sure to take advantage of the opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th game between the Bucks and those Cowboys. And if you lose, you, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. Now, 
the rest of the customers. When you go, you're going to get a 100% welcome bonus when you sign up to play by using the promo code Locked On. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Las Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for 2021. Bet Online is where I go. It's where you need to go because it's your online experts. And I'm going to hit you up right now about rockauto.com, man. If you have a vehicle or if one of your family members has a vehicle and you need to make sure that you get quality parts and accessories for your car, make sure you do it at rockauto.com. Because it's a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. I hate going in those chain stores and they're asking me silly questions that I don't know the answer to. What size is your engine? I have no clue. I just need the part, right? And I don't want to wait while they stand there and order it and some dude drives off to a factory down the street and go to get it. All I got to do is go to rockauto.com and pull it up. And they're going to ask, how did you hear about us? Right locked on in that how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. And then all you got to do is just wait and you'll get a knock at the door and your parts and accessories will be there and you'll save 30, 40, 50, sometimes even 70% on your parts and accessories. So it's an amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need are at rockauto.com and make sure you tell them that Locked On sent you. Segment three, right here with the boys. That's right, with the boys from the Houston Texans. We're here on segment three of uh, a crossover edition with Locked On Jaguars with Locked On Texans, my boys, you know, they, they got confidence, but not as confident as they're not quite as confident as they once was. But anything can happen on opening day and opening day is Sunday. What we're going to see is and I'll go first. We're going to see two defenses, two defenses that are totally different. And I said in the last segment that the Jaguars are now running a base three, four with the nickel being a four, three. One of the things that they made a concentrated effort to do was stop the run. So I think it's very interesting that both of you guys talked about how many running backs you're going to have and how David Culley is going to have a run-first offense. The Jaguars made a concentrated effort. Urban Meyer said he wanted one of the top eight, which is he wants to be in the top quarter of the league for uh, defensive uh, line. He really addressed it. He made a trade for Malcolm Brown. They, that was big, by the way. Yeah, they went and got Roy Robinson Harris, a developmental guy that they really liked because they had some relationships that said he was going to be a good player. They got him from Chicago. And, I mean, they got some rookies that they had back last year in Devon Hamilton. Josh Allen is better at uh, at outside linebacker. Getting Jihad Ward from Baltimore, where defensive coordinator Joe Cullen came from, and Urban said he wants to play like the Ravens. I think you're going to see a mix and match front with a bunch of big physical guys that can run when they go up against Houston in that running attack Sunday. I'm scared of y'all front four, man. With that front seven. I, I like I mentioned early in the show, like what, what you just did was say why you think they're gonna be much better. And what I'm thinking about is why they were already kind of good. So you mentioned going out and getting a new uh uh I'm a D line coach, uh, you know addressing players, pieces on it, on it, uh, offense, I mean, defensive front, we thought you could have been better. And then year two of Kevin Young, I'm thinking, okay, year one really wasn't that good. Didn't meet the uh, expectations that most people thought, but year two with the development, how much scarier can that front four and seven get? 
And uh, what a, what an offensive line is already out. You know, that's that's you know, missing Charlie Heck, who who isn't going to be that equipped to go up against y'all. Now he's got out the game. That's scary. But I think for him defensively, I think Houston has a good chance to dominate with their front seven because I believe Houston is in the same position the Jaguar defense is. Um, a little bit better than your opponent will be. Charles who I'm expecting that. He, he To him, for him, I think Houston has a lot of talent at one and three technique where they can really cause problems, whether in the run game or whether in the pass game, for your eye throw off, whatever Trevor Lawrence wants to do, get after him and hit him a couple of times, right? So I think that's a situation where um, Houston can win, and I don't trust, and this is not me taking a shot at him, I just don't trust Cam Robinson. I really don't. I don't trust that book in for either for either side of the ball for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think if Houston can win that battle, then they have an opportunity to win the game defensively for them. Because I don't trust our offense neither. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, for me, um, I think the only way the Texans can actually win this game, John, to your point, is if, they, if, if the Texans defensive front do a great job making things uncomfortable for Trevor Lawrence. Because, like I mentioned, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a tremendous career here in the NFL, but I think because this is going to be his first game, he might not look as good as we know he's going to look. Let's say I think the next time we play all may be like week 10 or somewhere along those lines. But because this is his first NFL game, I think if the Texans can actually get after him, knowing that you guys are going into this game with a weakened offensive line, if they can make that, uh, you know, uh, uncomfortable for him, I think that could force Trevor Lawrence into making some questionable decisions. However, on the flip side of this, and no, I'm not just saying that just because uh, we traded Bradley Roby, because if Bradley Roby was still part of this roster, he was not going to be playing his first game. I was, I always had questions about this Texans secondary because without Bradley Roby, I, I believe right now our top two corners on the depth chart is Terrence Mitchell and Vernon Hargraves. And if Trevor Lawrence can get into a rhythm early, then yeah. he's going to do some some wonders in his very first game against the Houston Texans. Plus, when you take a look at the secondary in its entirety, yes, you still have Desmond King, but Lonnie Johnson Jr., he's been dealing with a thigh injury. At first, they say it wasn't that bad, but now this whole entire week, he did not practice. He's listed as questionable as we head closer to this week one. So right now in this secondary, our best player might be – Justin Reed and that and we saw the issues Reed had last year when he only one out there on the field trying to make plays, trying to make um, make plays on the ball. Yes, when you bring in guys like Desmond King, I mean the secondary is a little bit um better than it was last year, but the the, the loss of Lonnie Johnson in the secondary is going to cause it's going to be a problem for the Texans. And like I just mentioned, if Trevor Lawrence can get into a rhythm early on then you guys might be able to pull away victorious in this game. I think uh, special teams will matter. And Logan Cook, our punter, is one of the best punters in the league. And Josh Lambeau, our place kicker, is one of the best place kickers in the league. So add that to that caveat, and I'll give you a, pred a prediction. I think y'all going to have some fight in you because it's a home game, it's a home opener. And I do think, as much as I teased David Cully about his wardrobe choices or whatever, <laughs> that was just gamesmanship on my part. I'm really, 
always excited when a longtime assistant gets an opportunity to be a head coach. Just like I was uh, very, very excited about Bruce Arians when he finally years. got, yeah, when he finally got his shot. So uh, I'm excited for him. I wish it was under better circumstances because mm. obviously I think we need more minority coaches in the NFL. But I do think it'll be good for a while. But I think the Jaguars they have a little bit too much continuity going for them where they're trying to get good players right now and Houston's unloading good players to move into their future. So I'm going to say Jacksonville 33, Houston 17. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say, you know, everything that you just said, I think because the off season has just been terrible for the Houston Texans, they, they have been a laughing stop. You know, not only are you guys coming in with a rookie um, quarterback, you guys are also coming in as a rookie head coach. I actually, I, I still got the Texans coming away victorious in this game, John. This might be my only time I say this, but I got the Houston Texans 13 to 10. Uh, no, you know, I, I think Houston wins this game. I, it's something about how I, I'm sorry, Wig. I value what I think Lovey Smith could do. Maybe now that may be an area of the other team where uh, I may be overvaluing it right now. I just saw the difference between last year and this year in three games uh, and the development of players. But I've been saying all along, if there is uh, any game Houston will win, it won't be the second time we play y'all. The no, first no, time no. week one, I think Houston goes and get this job 24-18. All right, so the good news is for everybody, oh, whether you uh, agree with him or you agree with me or agree with them and agree with me, uh, you know you can go watch the Locked On Best podcast with your boy Q and expert Lee Sterling. They're going to give you all of the good beats, bad beats, pick of the day, and tell you what to stay away from, and hopefully they'll speak right to you and tell you to stay away from whatever they just said because there's no way in hell that the Jaguars oh, are going to lose to Houston. But – uh, with that being said, it's always fun to do this crossover, man. And uh, I'm glad the Texans and the Jaguar fans got the chance to see us act a fool like we always do. And uh, something I always say is we need to take care of each other. So everybody do that until uh, Friday when the Locked On Texans podcast and the Locked On Jaguars podcast gets right back to regular programming. And we'll see what happens this weekend uh, when football. I'm just glad to finally meet up. And I know you guys are, too. We're gonna have fans in the in the stadium, and I yes. guess it's gonna be it's gonna be fun for everybody, man. So yes, I am. Um, I, I like. I feel like football is different this year. Last year we knew it was like at any moment it was gonna shut down. We right. were gonna have football, but we made it to the uh, Natty Championship game. We made it to the Super Bowl last year, so now that fear is gone. I'm looking for tickets to go to certain games. My boys, I, I, I feel football. I cover high school football here in Texas now. So there's no fear of it of it canceling. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm, I'm, I'm ecstatic that we got football back on all three levels. Hell, four. I went to a middle school game. Wow. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, my man, you said you're going to come on and be humble, and then you picked the, Titan, the Texans to win anyway. So I, uh, I gave y'all 13 to 10. Now, now, Steve, I say, you first of all, what'd you say, 33? Like, I said because of the kicker. We're going we're gonna to probably kick uh, how many field goals you need for 12, 33, four. I think that's what's going to happen. I think we'll go three touchdowns and kick four field goals. 
But uh, first of all, take that bass out of your voice when you talk about you gave me 10 points. <laughs> Yeah, my grandma, my grandma can score ten points. It was a ball over a couple of times Sunday, though. Yeah, okay. Well, that that yeah. might be. That might. I tell you what, Bradley Roby won't be picking them off. That's for sure. Oh man. Oh. Uh, you know, uh, quick, no, we wasn't gonna have them anyways. We wasn't gonna have them anyways. So it yeah. really don't matter. Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I I saw. Uh, 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 hidden camera of Brad, Bradley Roby when he got traded today. He said, Phew. so that tells you everything you need to know uh, about that. Said, no, man, I'm serious, though, man. Good luck to you guys, Sunday, man, and thank y'all for joining us here on this crossover episode. You know I wasn't going to let you get away without killing you, man. Take care from T-Wig and my boys with Locked on Texas in Houston. You are Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.